This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So, uh, obviously, they talk a lot of NBA basketball here. Now the NFL's over. Uh, Jay is free to talk basketball with Keyshawn and Max because during the, even when there's overlap, we got like three months of four months of NBA basketball. But if there's football being played, we're just talking football. Like they actually talked hockey a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, what "What the hell is going on? (laughs) There must have, nothing must have happened yesterday if you are talking hockey. Were they I, drinking ayahuasca? I like think that? so. I'm not, I don't think Jay was there uh, at that point. So anyway, so the, the Lakers and the Warriors are playing against, against each other. We've been talking about this series from the angle, or many angles, but from one of the angles is that we are looking at a matchup of two legendary players. I forget who we spoke with a few weeks ago. It might have been Brendan who said this is essentially Magic versus Larry. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird are two of the, certainly two of the ten best players of all time, probably two of the five best players of all time. For for my money, it's LeBron, Michael, Magic, Kareem. Bird might be fifth on that list in terms of the greatest players of all time. Steph Curry is a top 10 player. There is no question that he is a top 10 player in the history of this game. The people who change the game fundamentally get bonus points on top of how great they already are. And Steph has fundamentally, in the last 15 years, changed the National Basketball Association, in fact, the entire sport, forever we are never going they would have to put the three-point line in the parking lot for that to change and with that said it's time to say hi to a friend jay will from jay will Keyshawn and max joining us on the adam gold show uh all right sir i'm not going to start with ranking players uh, because Thank God, Adam. Well, but, but but I'm going to get to it because, and I'm not. I don't think I have a bone to pick with you. I have a bone to pick with everybody else who does not see reality. But we're going to get to that at the end. Let's just talk about the fact that do I almost get the sense that LeBron James, even though he played 43 minutes last night and had 27 points, is sort of pacing himself in these playoffs. Does it seem like that to you? Uh, it doesn't seem like that. That's exactly where it is. I mean, it's. I'm 41 years old. I pace myself when I walk to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And I, I think, you know, LeBron is, is doing the same here, Adam. And, and look, I, LeBron doesn't need to carry franchises anymore. He needs to have franchise-like moments when they matter the most. And there's been a reason why he's wanted to enable, empower Anthony Davis to be that player. Now, Anthony Davis is one of the most prolific defensive players you have in the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the EKG AD on the offensive end is him trying to learn how to conserve his energy for the offensive end as well, especially considering how much they keep him moving in all the pick-and-roll action. But I, I think the formula that you're seeing right now is like this team has won six postseason playoff games shooting under 35% from the three-point line. So they're doing it more in the defensive end. And it takes a series of complementary players from A.D. to D'Angelo Russell 
to Austin Reeves to last night in the fourth quarter from Lonnie Walker. I think you're seeing a true, complete team around LeBron James, and the narrative is one that we're holding on to, that you know we need LeBron to be the end of all means, you know, like the end of all, like to do it all. And that's not the case that where he is at this stage of his career. I think he'll have moments. By the way, the real takeaway from that whole thing from you was midnight trips to the bathroom at 41. Uh, that's, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> really? Really? I, mean, I, don't, I think 41 is probably too early, but I don't know. Uh, you know, you might drink a lot of water for all I know. Um, uh, unsung in all of this. And it wasn't unsung last night because Lonnie Walker had 15 points. But think about how important he was to that team early in the season and completely drops off the face of the earth in terms of a rotation and now has the ability to do that in a fourth quarter, all 15 in the fourth. How hard is that for a young guy? He's just 24. Well, I think it shows a valuable lesson to all young people out there that you have to stay ready all the time. You know, and, and you practice for what you know is going to come. Uh, the game of basketball is a war of attrition, just like any sport. You know, it's just in a physical sport like that. Um, and it's not a matter of, you know, will I ever. It's a matter of when. And that moment arrived for Lonnie last night. He took advantage of it. But I, I have to tell you, Adam, like I, I've known Lonnie since he's been 16 years old when he was at Reading, uh, Reading High School mm-hmm. in PA. And if anybody does any slight homework on him, if you just go back to what he openly talks about, what he dealt with as a young kid and being sexually abused and some of the challenges that he's had with that and what his hair has meant to him as like a cloak mm-hmm. and how he's evolved as a human being, you can tell that the, kid, the young man has a character where he is a fighter. And um, that is a trait that for anybody out there listening to this interview is one that, you know, we'll all be tested in some form or fashion. And it's not a matter of, will I ever get my chance? It's a matter of when I get my chance, will I be ready? And Lonnie is a prime example of somebody who stayed ready even after losing his spot and then finding a way to be more engaged defensively. And, you know, that was his moment. Now he's part of the rotation. And I give Darwin Ham a lot of credit Mm -hmm. for allowing him to have the opportunity as well. Yeah, I I think what you just described in Lonnie Walker is a pro. He seems like a pro at age 24. Is it fair to say for Golden State, if they don't get next-level clay, that they can't win this series? I mean, it, it would help not getting a donut from Jordan Poole. I mean, he hasn't seen right all series long. Right. Especially hasn't seen right since he took that, you know, that shot. Um, that as much as Steve Kerr and Draymond Green tried to say the right thing about him publicly, we all know what the sentiment was in that locker room uh, <laughs> off that shot. So, look, obviously Clay needs to find his rhythm. But I'll tell you what makes it more difficult, Adam, is that you know so many Warrior fans have been yearning for the Warriors to go back to a lot more high pick and roll action. I think one of the byproducts of a, of a high volume pick and roll series with Steph is that it forces guys like Steph, or guys like Clay and Jordan to be more stationary spot-up shooters, right? It, it takes them away from their continuity set. And that is how they find their rhythm. That's how they find their lather, frankly. So, you know, now you're asking people to do different things where they become a little bit easier targets to stay glued to instead of, you know, keeping them getting backdoor cuts, getting flare screens, things of that sort. So I think that adds to the challenge for Clay. 
But there's no doubt in my mind that game five back home at Golden State in the Chase Center with the way they, they, you know, they just lost two games in a row with LeBron and AD playing 40 minutes plus in each two games that the Golden State Warriors are going to win game five. At game six back in L.A., all hands on deck. That's when LeBron James and company are going to try to close it out. That's where I think we're going to have a chance to see what Klay Thompson is all about because that's what he's always asked for. Mm-hmm. He's wanted those moments in the Staples Center, crypto arena, whatever the <laughs> hell you want to call it. He's asked for it, he's going to get his shot. I'm not even sure there is crypto anymore. I think that company might have gone <laughs> gone under. Who knows where it is. M- much like uh, with like Pro Player Stadium or whatever, Blockbuster, uh, who knows. Jay Williams is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. The other Western series that is too late for me to watch. The um, Devin Booker has gone to a place where very few people have gone. Uh, to where the, the he's almost playing perfect basketball. I'm not going mean, to, I don't know if it's sustainable or not, but what it's done, it, it's given Phoenix a chance in this series. And in some ways, I think Denver's been exposed to having too many wild cards among their supporting cast. We know this is when we won a championship my sophomore year, we lost Carlos Boozer, who was our you know, perennial All American. It's like 16 points, uh, like in eight or nine rebounds um, on senior night before we entered the ACC tournament, and we were devastated. I mean, we thought the season was going to be over. And then Coach K implemented a new strategy where we were told to play extremely fast. You know, he wanted to increase the amount of possessions in the game almost twofold. Mm-hmm. And we already had played somewhat fast, right? Yeah. That is a similar strategy to what we're seeing Monty Williams and company do now. CP3 goes out. We are putting the ball in the hands of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, more so in transition, even if made buckets. Campaign, Landry Shamit, you know, Warren, guys are getting a lot more minutes and haven't been used to getting those reps. And I think it's activated Devin Booker to a, another level. And, you know, people try to use this excuse by saying, well, you know, it's easier to do that when you're Kevin Durant is on the court. What are you talking about, Adam? <laughs> like, they Back with this narrative, it's not easier to average 41 points per game on 80% shooting. Like, that is just special. That is a crazy run, and it's a combination of a faster pace and Devin Booker being activated more now ever before because the ball is in his hands more. And I think, you know, we'll see if that's able to continue, that pace going back up to the Mile High City, which I give Denver an advantage tonight. But, man, this is a series that now is going to come down to the wire. Now, if you're Monty Williams, how do you bring CP, CP3 back? It's not this game today, but next game, you know, do you have him play more off the mm-hmm. ball? And can his groin sustain the pace of how fast this game is going to be played? Normally, Chris Paul is concerned with other people's groins as opposed to his own. Uh, but that's another story altogether. Shouts to, my f- back to Wake Shouts to my friend Julius Hodge. Uh, <laughs> um, I have two two more quick things. Uh, I know we get Boston-Philly tonight, and James Harden's a Hall of Famer, and Joel Embiid, uh, if he continues at this pace, will be a Hall of Famer as well. But I can't help but think that the Boston Celtics are staring at a wasted opportunity if they don't get past this series. I mean, Adam, the the whole thing is weird. It's, um, you know, I expect more from a veteran-led team. And the Joe Missoula whether he's using his challenges correctly. Um, there, there's, a, there's a learning curve that's happening in real time for him. 
you, you saw that, I think, after game two where he stormed off the podium getting frustrated at the media for not <laughs> asking him about uh, the adjustments he's made in, in the win, right? Like, that, <laughs> uh, you're not giving me my respect. And even with him talking about doubling down after the game, you know, I shouldn't have called a timeout. We practiced this, and the next day I should have called a timeout. We should have went two for one. There seems like there's a lot of I need to prove myself to the media. And what I talked about today on air is you need to let go of this media infatuation. You need to prove yourself to the individuals in that locker room. That's all that matters. When I hear Marcus Smart say, well, you know, we have a lot of randomness to our offense after game two, that is a shot at the head coach. So there are some things that need to be addressed and handled internally for him and his team to build the relationship quick enough so they can build into a championship team because this is not a championship team that we're watching right now. Nowhere close. I I agree, and... I, James Harden has had moments in this series, and that has been enough to get Philly even. Uh, I think but the Celtics are playing with their food, and you never want to do that. Final thing, and this gets back to what I teased at the beginning of our conversation, Jay Will. I heard today somebody say that Steph was a top 20 all-time player. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. That's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Hey, they're, they're half uh, right. He, he, He's a top 10 all-time player. Can you give me a name, please? Because I want to target that person tomorrow on air. Uh, was it Keyshawn or Max who said that? It all blends together for me. Yeah, it does. He's a top 10 player all-time. He's changed the game. Adam, I will make the case that, look, there was a significant gap between him and everybody else on the court last night offensively, okay? Yeah. Um, I have a tendency to reward people that play both sides of the ball, but I firmly believe that when it's all said and done, I think we will be talking about Steph Curry as potentially a top five greatest player of all time. Not even- He's already cracked the top ten. That's it's incredible to me the lack of respect he gets. I don't know because we can't find a position. He's not really a point guard. He's a point guard because he has the ball a ton. Um, he's a scorer, but that's the the way the game is. But he's changed the game. LeBron didn't even change the game. LeBron, I I still think is the best pure basketball player I've ever seen. But Steph has cha- fundamentally changed the way the game is played. I just hear the non top ten thing from a lot of people that never played the sport. And I, I think in everybody's decision or everybody's thought process, but like, you know, it, it's like I tried to explain today to, to Max on air. Do you know how hard it is? Like there are only probably two seven footers in a league that could potentially guard Steph Curry <laughs> on the perimeter. Right. Giannis. Yep. And then you saw AD like the lateral quickness it takes for somebody with his wingspan and his sides is, is like that. Those last couple possessions prove why people see his ceiling as, potentially being one of the best players in the game of basketball. There's not a lot of people have that capability. By the way, that's on one side. On the other side, 
it's so hard to score against somebody like that yeah. when they have quick feet. And Steph has a top two handle in the league, but I think a lot of times people don't understand because they've barely been on the court to see how tall, strong, and fast guys are to truly recognize it. So it takes a different astute level of studying the game and being around guys to truly understand how incredible it is for what Stephen Curry has been able to achieve and what else he still has to achieve. That's right. Uh, although I think they're uh, they're gonna they ran up against the team. I think that's gonna take them out. Jay, well, I appreciate your time, my man. Uh, talk okay, to you next you. week. Thanks, Gosh, it was so infuriating. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we get we do get seduced by size in the NBA. So the bigger you are, the better you are. And NFL. Well, yes, but, but especially NBA. In the NBA, if you're a big man. You're automatically better. I'm not even saying that that is, it's a flawed system. I'm not even saying it's flawed because, I mean, there are some pretty great big men. But Steph Curry changed the sport flat out. The game before Curry, if you go back before Curry, the three point shot was starting to become more utilized, but not what it is today. Not not even close to what it is today. I mean, you get teams that are shooting fifty threes in a game. It's almost forty percent of shot attempts. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com.